Welcome to Zichud Afsiman, member by Abraham Goldhar, and today we're Zechus Ksubas, Davchav Gimel. The second parak, Aisha Shinis Harmola. The Zichud Mesechus Ksubas program has been generously sponsored as a schus for Hachazachas Torah. So the three topics we're going to focus on. Number one, a bright on the bottom, Davchav Beis on the base stated. If two Adim say that a woman was Mukadeshus, and two Adim say she was not, this woman may not marry another man, but if she does, she does not have to leave him. If two Adim say a woman was not divorced, and two Adim say she was, she may not marry another man, and if she does, she must leave him. Ravashi explained the difference between the two cases and said the rulings must be reversed. The first case is when the two Adim say, We saw her become Mukadeshus, and the second set said they did not. When the Gora says that saying, we haven't seen something, is not a proof, it answers that the case was where the woman and witnesses live in the same chatzar. One might have thought that if she was Mikudeshes, Kala Esla Lamilsa, there would have been a call amongst the neighbors and it would be known. The Bryce is coming to teach, that people sometimes are Mikudesh privately and it's not known. Therefore, she must leave the second husband. But in the second case regarding divorce, one might have thought that if the woman was divorced, it's something that would be publicized and well known to the neighbors. Therefore, the Bryce is coming to teach that people do divorce privately. And if she marries, she does not have to leave the second husband. Point number two, the Gemara brings an incident where captured women were brought to Nardot to be ransomed. And Shmuel's father placed guards over them so they should not be violated by their captors. When Shmuel asked his father what the point was, since no one was guarding them up until now, his father responded that if they were Shmuel's daughters, would he treat them so lightly? His response was like an error proceeding from a ruler, meaning like a royal edict, said an error that could not be revoked, and Shmuel's daughters were captured. When they were brought from Babel to Eretz Yisrael, the daughters had their captors stand outside, while they went to the base midrash, and each one proclaimed, Nishbesi I was captured, and I am Taur. Rabbi Hanina permitted them to marry Kohanim. Afterward, the captors entered the base midrash, and Rabbi Hanina said that these women are daughters of a halachic master. Rashi explains that they knew to speak to Basin before their captors entered. Rav Chena said to Rav Shimbar Abba, who was a Kohen, and related to them to go and marry one of them. And point with you, the next Mishnah states, If two women were captured by Nachum, and Rashi explains that there were witnesses, And this one says, I was captured and am Tahor. And this one says, I was captured and am Tahor. They're not believed. But if they testify for one another, they are believed. Rush explains that the Rabbanim were lenient for a captive woman to believe one witness and even a woman that the captive was not violated. So once again, the three points are number one. A Bryce on the bottom, Daf Chab Beis Amabeis stated, If two witnesses say that a woman was Mukadeshus and two witnesses say she was not, this woman may not marry another man. But if she does, she does not have to leave him. If two Adim say a woman was not divorced, and two Adim say she was, she may not marry another man, and if she does, she must leave him. Ravashi explained the difference between the two cases and said the rulings must be reversed. The first case is when the two Adim say, We saw her become Mukudeshes, and the second set said they did not. When the Gora says that saying, We haven't seen something, is not a proof, it answers that the case was where the woman and witnesses live in the same Chatzar. One might have thought that if she was Mukudeshes, Kala Esla Lamilsa, there would have been a call amongst the neighbors, and it would be known. The Bryce is coming to teach that people sometimes are Makadish privately and it's not known. Therefore, she must leave the second husband. But in the second case regarding divorce, one might have thought that if the woman was divorced, it's something that would be publicized and well known to the neighbors. 
Therefore, the bride is coming to teach that people do divorce privately. And if she marries, she does not have to leave the second husband. Pointing to the Gemur brings an incident where captured women were brought to Nardot to be ransomed. And Shmuel's father placed guards over them so they should not be violated by their captors. When Shmuel asked his father what the point was, since no one was guarding them up until now, his father responded that if they were Shmuel's daughters, would he treat them so lightly? His response was like an error proceeding from a ruler, meaning like a royal edict, said an error that could not be revoked. And Shmuel's daughters were captured. When they were brought from Babel to Eretz Yisrael, the daughters had their captors stand outside while they went to the base midrash, and each one proclaimed, "Nishbeisi I was captured, and I am Tower. Rabbi Hanina permitted them to marry Kohanim. Afterward, the captors entered the base midrash, and Rabbi Hanina said that these women are daughters of a halachic master. Rashi explains that they knew to speak to Basin before their captors entered. Rabbi Hanina said to Rabbi Shimbar Abba, who was a Kohen, and related to them to go and marry one of them. And pointing with you, the next Mishnah states, If two women were captured by Nachum, and Rashi explains that there were witnesses, And this one says, I was captured and am Tahor. And this one says, I was captured and am Tahor. They're not believed. But if they testify for one another, they are believed. Rush explains that there are but lenient for a captive woman to believe one witness and even a woman that the captive was not violated. All right, so now we go to our simon of and our standard simon is kugelach, which is the game that children play. It's similar to Jack's. So here goes. The courtyard kugelach competition was so captivating that the residents didn't see their neighbor's kedushin and garrison taking place in private nor noticed the rabbi's two daughters being taken captive, who upon their return testified that the other one was Tahor and not violated. Once again, it's slow motion. The courtyard kugelach competition, kugelach, that must be learned of chav gimel. The courtyard kugelach competition was so captivating that the residents didn't see their neighbor's kedushin and gerushin taking place in private, which reminds us, the Ravashi explained the difference between the two cases of two sets of aiding with contradictory aidas, whether a woman was mukadeshes or a woman was divorced, is when the witnesses say, we saw her become Kudeshis, and the second said they did not. The cases where the woman and witnesses live in the same chatzar. One might have thought that if she was Mekudeshis, that there would have been a call amongst the neighbors and it would be known. The Bryce is coming to teach that people sometimes Mekudesh privately and it's not known. Therefore, she must leave the second husband. But in the second case regarding divorce, one might have thought that if the woman was divorced, it is something that would be publicized and well known to the neighbors. Therefore, the Bryce is coming to teach that people do divorce privately, and if she marries, she does not have to leave the second husband. So the courtyard kugelach competition was so captivating that the residents didn't see their neighbors' kedushin and gerushin taking place in private, nor notice the rabbi's two daughters being taken captive, which reminds us of the incident when Shmuel's daughters were taken captive. So the Koryak Kugelach competition was so captivating that the residents didn't see their neighbors' kedushin and garrison taking place in private, nor notice the rabbi's two daughters being taken captive, who upon their return testified that the other one was Tower and not violated. Which reminds the next mission states that if two women were captured by Nakrim, and Rush explains that there were Adim, and each one said, Nishbesi Utoharani, I was captured and impure, they're not believed. But if they testify for one another, they are believed. Rush explains that the Rabban were lenient for a captive woman to believe one witness and even a woman that the captive was not violated. So once again, the courtyard kugelach competition was so captivating that the residents didn't see their neighbors' kedushin and garrison taking place in private, nor notice the rabbi's two daughters being taken captive, who upon their return testified that the other one was Tahor and not violated. All right, now it's time for Forbalat Bat Chazara. 
Dafyud Tess. So the symbol for Dafyud Tess is a yacht. So here goes. The famous detective who came on board the yacht. The yacht? That must mourn Dafyud Tess. The famous detective who came on board the yacht to figure out if the borer or lender or aiding shouted the words Shtar Aman which reminds us, if you'd have said in the name of Rav, HaOmer Shtar Aman Huzeh If one says concerning a loan document, this is a document written on trust, he's not believed. Rush explains that the loan never took place. Rather, the borer wrote it and gave it to the lender in anticipation of the loan and trusted that the lender would not try to collect payment unless the loan occurred, but then the lender broke his trust. The Gemara seeks to clarify who said it was a star mana. Was it the Lova, the Malva, or the Aiding? So the famous detective who came on board the yacht to figure out if the Boer, Lender, or Aiding shouted the words star mana and had the cabin searched for star manas, paruas, and pasim, which reminds us of Yeshub and Levi said, It's also for a person referring to a lender to keep a paid-up loan document in his house. As the Pasuk says, Al tashken let not injustice dwell on in your tent. So the famous detective who came on board the yacht to figure out if the boar, lender, or aiding shouted the words Shtar and had the cabin searched for Shtar Peruas and Pasim was in for a big surprise when two men claimed he coerced someone to sell him his magnifying glass and although they signed the star declared Modahayu Devarenu which reminds us Rav Nachman said aiding who signed a loan document and later said our words of testimony were preceded by a notification of non-intent by the owner. They're not believed. Here, though, Adim testified that before they signed, the seller indicated he was being coerced to sell and did not want the sale to be effective. They signed to help save the seller from the situation. They're not believed because their later testimony cannot invalidate the signed document held by the lender. Marbur Ravashi said, in the case of the Modan, they are believed. This is because they are permitted to sign such a document to rescue the seller from the buyer's threats. Dav Chaf. So the symbol Dav Chaf is a cafe. So here goes. At the Basin Cafe, cafe. That must mean we're on Dav Chaf. At the Basin Cafe, where two women were proudly telling their friends that their exuber was recently used to authenticate signatures, which reminds us, we do not certify a star except from a document that was challenged in Basin and was upheld. Those from Nardaz said that when there is no certified document, we may certify a star only from two exubas, meaning the Adam had signed two previous exubas, or from the bill of sale of two fields, provided that their owners harvested from them for three years peacefully, without any challenges. So, at the Basin Cafe, where two women were proudly telling their friends that their exubas were recently used to authenticate signatures, sat a nervous witness reviewing his testimony notes, which reminds us it was taught in a brisa, a person may write his testimony on a document and testify orally from it even many years later. Ravuna said this applies only where he remembers the testimony on his own. Rashi explains that he remembers in general on his own and only uses the notes to fill in the details. Rabbi Yochanan said, He may testify on it even if he does not remember the testimony on his own. So at the Basin Cafe, where two women were proudly telling their friends that their exubas were recently used to authenticate signatures, sat a nervous witness reviewing his testimony notes, while his elderly waiter bragged that he could easily remember what happened over 60 years ago. Which reminds us, when Rav Chissa suggests that we can learn from Rav Mir, that Adis was remembered for up to 60 years, such as in the case of the tumor status of old mounds outside the Pathar city, the Gemara rejects it, saying that in the case of the mound, since it was not incumbent on one person to remember, we suspect people forget after 60 years. But in the case of Adis, since it's incumbent on the aid, he can remember it even after 60 years. Dav Chafalv, so the similar Dav Chafalv is a car pronounced Ka, 
by people from Boston. So here goes. When the surviving witness drove his car, car, that must be warned off, Chavalov. When the surviving witness drove his car and tossed the clay shard with his signature on it towards Basin, which reminds us, Rav Yudah said in the name of Rav, If two people sign on a star and one of them died, we need two people from the Shuk to testify about a signature and the surviving witness cannot be one of them. If there's only one aide who recognizes the signature of the deceased, let the surviving aide write his signature on a shard and throw it into Basin, and Basin will verify his signature on the shard so that he will not have to testify about his own signature. Then he and the other person from the Shuk can testify about the other signature on the shard, for he will be providing only one half of the testimony needed. The more clarifies that he should not write his signature on a scroll, for perhaps a dishonest person will find it and write on it, above the signature, that the person owes him an amount of money. So, when the surviving witness drove his car and tossed the clay shard with the signature on it towards base, then it flew right between an aid and a dayan, who cannot be mitzdarf, which reminds us, an aid and a dayan cannot be mitzdarf, since the aid, according to the chamim, is testifying about the amount of money in the star, and the dayan is testifying about its certification. So, when the surviving witness drove his car and tossed the clay shard with his signature on it towards base, then it flew right between an aid and a dayan, who cannot be mitzdarf, and landed in front of two Dayanim who were testifying before a third Dayan that they recognized his signatures on a star, which reminds us, the Gemara revises one of Ravuna's rulings to teach that if two of the three Dayanim recognize the signatures on a star, before they write the certification, they may testify before the remaining Dayan about the signatures and then sign the certification afterwards. The Gemara infers from here, aid Nasa Dayan, that a witness may become a judge in the case where he testified. This does not apply with Edus Achodesh, which is a derisa, but does apply with Kima Shtaros, the Rabban, certification of Shtaros, which is a Rabban. Dav Chav So the similar Dav Chav is a cab. So here goes. The father was taking his young Choshev and beautiful daughter in a cab. A cab? That must be more in Dav Chav The father was taking his young Choshev and beautiful daughter in a cab to give to a certain man as a wife, which reminds us, the Pasuk of Esbiti Nesatil Isha is needed for what Rav Huna said in the name of Rav. From where in the Torah is it derived that a father is believed to forbid his daughter to all men by declaring that she's a married woman? The Pasuk states, Esbiti Nesatil Ish, my daughter have given to this man as a wife. So the father was taking his young chash of a beautiful daughter in a cab to give to a certain man as a wife and was proud when she told the cab driver she was already Mekudeshes when she wasn't, which reminds us, it was taught in a brisa. If a woman said, I'm married, and then went back and said, I'm unmarried, she's believed that she is unmarried, even though her second statement contradicts her first one. Rabbi Ravuna said that Bryce is discussing a case where she gave an amala, a reasonable explanation for her first words, an instance relating to Bryce with a prominent woman who was very beautiful, and many men jumped to try to be Makadashir, and she would say to them, I'm a Kadeshis. Later she became a Kadeshis, and when the Rabban asked her how she could become a Kadeshis, to a different man, she explained that she would say she was Mukudeshes to men who were not appropriate for her, so they wouldn't bother her. So the father was taking his young Chashem and beautiful daughter in a cab to give to a certain man as a wife, and was proud when she told the cab driver she was already Mukudeshes when she wasn't. Got frustrated when the cab got stuck between two aiding contradicting each other about whether a woman's husband died and another two about whether a woman was divorced, which reminds us, Rabbi Yochanan said that if two Adim said that a man died and two other Adim said he did not die, his wife may not marry another man, but if she did, she doesn't have to leave him. 
But if two witnesses say a woman is divorced and another two women say that she's not divorced, she may not marry another man. And if she did, she must leave him. The Gemara explains why Rabbi Yochanan allows her to stay married when the issue is her husband's death, yet requires her to leave when the issue is divorce and brings three explanations. All right, so now it's time to conclude the pop quiz of 10 questions. Number one, which stuff do you learn about the incident of Shmuel's two daughters who were taken captive? That's on Dav. Chav Gimel. Good. Number two. Which stuff do you learn that an aide can remember his aides for longer than 60 years? That's on Dav. Chav. Good. Number three. Which stuff do you learn that if one aide dies, then the second aide should write his signature on a shard for Basin to certify, and then he'll testify with another aide on the deceased signature? That's on Dav. Chafav. Good. Number four. Which of the one that people sometimes get Mekudeshes or divorce privately and the residents in the Chatzar will not know? That's on Duff. Chaf Gimel. Good. Number five. Which of the one that a woman can say she's Mekudeshes when she isn't in order that certain men don't bother her? That's on Duff. Chabes. Good. Number six. Which of the one that when two captive women testify that the other one is Tahar, they're believed, and this is a cool the Rabbanan made for captives? That's on Duff. Good. Number seven. Which of the one of two Dayanim recognizes signatures on the star? They may testify before the third Dayan and then certify the star. That's on Dav. Good. Number eight. Which of the one that when there's no certified document, we may certify a star only from two Ksubas, meaning the witnesses had signed two previous Ksubas, or from the bill of sale of two fields? That's on Dav. Good number nine. Which of the one Hinuma is either a canopy of Hadassim or a veil where the color sometimes dozes? That's on Duff. Yudzain. Good number ten. Which of the one that an aid and a dine cannot be much starved since the aid is testifying about the amount in the star and the dine is testifying about its certification? That's on Duff. Chafalf. Excellent. That concludes today's shear. This is Rabbi Ramgol from Zichu. Wishing you a great day and great learning.